Em Rossiano and Michael Lucas. I need to write a song. Everything is problematic. This is Emsolation. Because I have to find a way to dump the bodies. I mean, do you think there's a universe where you could be rewarded with $100,000 for not having sex? I would have been making bank. If you're listening now and you're in Melbourne and you're not wearing a mask, you can't be friends with Michael and I. I'm sorry, you're out. <laughs> you're in Emsolation. What an episode. Wow. Hello, my darlings. How are you? Welcome to Emsolation. Look, I'm going to have a deep and meaningful with you now. And I received some feedback from an Emsolation listener who said she felt she missed me kind of talking at the start of, you know, some thought processes I've been having or just some ideas. And she felt that I was doing too much just introing of Michael's segment. And at first I was like, oh, God, all right, I'm doing my best. And then I realised she was right. (laughs) Generally in my experience, when someone says something is wrong, they're right. I guess the reason I have been pulling back on, you know, talking about life's observations and the stuff I've been going through is because I've been in lockdown. I haven't really been doing much. I mean, I've been doing a lot of soul searching. I've definitely spent a great chunk of lockdown evaluating the kind of person I want to be and the places I've been making mistakes. And, you know, essentially my goal is to be out of sleep at night. (laughs) There are still things that haunt me from like 2007 that I'm like, oh God, I I must try and reach out to that person. Or I don't know, I'm just on this quest to be able to sleep well, go lightly in the world. And, you know, I I feel like in the past I have left a little bit of a trail of destruction because I am a whirlwind of emotions, thoughts and creativity. And I have mowed people down in the past in my quest to kind of achieve and I'm aware of that. So I haven't been doing what I did do when this podcast started out. And yes, Scott doesn't do the podcast anymore, but that is purely because I need him to keep the rest of the house quiet while I'm recording. Um, But he'll be back, you know. But I did want to talk about a little something that came up from last week's episode. So to the person, first of all, to the person who asked me to, you know, start doing these little introductions again, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I am pretty good at taking feedback once I've gotten over the sting of the feedback. So last week, Michael and I were very kind of lightly and cavalierly, 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 anyway, you know what I mean, chatting about wanting to lose weight. And I guess this podcast is just really putting a microphone in front of my conversations with my best mate. And I've always seen it that way. And that's the way we approach it. We try to keep it very honest and we try to keep it very loose and as close to the real thing as possible. And I forget that oftentimes, I mean, you think about when you chat with your closest friend. I mean, I know that there'd be some things that the public should never hear. Think about it. Think about the things you text your mate when you're at your worst or when you're having a conversation and you just want to vent. Think about the things you've said. Should there be a microphone in front of that? Possibly not. And I guess when Michael and I were chatting about the weight we'd put on in isolation, um, you know, me being a former elite athlete, him being a person who has in the past struggled with his weight, um, I guess we have both spent an unhealthy amount of time thinking about the way we look and it has become second nature to us in our friendship. It has become something that we talk about a lot. And when I think about it, 
so many of my friends talk about diets and their body and it's everywhere. The diet talk is insidious. And so when I was contacted by, I would say five or six listeners of the podcast and they said, you know, and they were very kind about it. You guys are really great at, you know, I never feel attacked. But one woman particularly said that she felt like Michael and I were basically saying we were doing all that we can to not look like her. And she identified herself as an overweight person. She said, I'm overweight. And when I hear people talking about desperately wanting to diet and, and be smaller, to me, it feels like they're saying the way I look is wrong. And initially, I was really upset. And I recorded a video and you guys saw it. Because whenever I talk about my experiences in life, you know, when I've talked about my miscarriage, when I've talked about Scott and I separating, when I've talked about people I love dying, I I try to really make sure I only talk about my experience in those tough situations. I never generalize. I I never want to speak for other people or on other people's behalf. I never want to say all people feel like I do. So to me, when I'm talking about I can't do my pants up and I've put on eight kilograms and I'm not where I usually sit, I only ever kind of feel that's in the vacuum of M. But what I don't realise is that, you know, me saying that, even though I'm just talking about wanting to be the best version of myself and I'm definitely not making a comment on people who don't look like me, I can understand how that, you know, it would hurt someone's feelings who didn't look like me, who does identify as overweight or a bigger woman or a curvy woman, a voluptuous woman. I do understand that. So I apologise. I apologise for the diet talk because there is a weird unhealthy obsession and just because we all talk about it doesn't mean it's right. Um, And I know that, you know, a lot of too much talk about limiting food and constantly kind of self-body shaming, it can lead to eating disorders and obsessions. And, you know, I punished my body. When I was an athlete, I had a certain weight that I had to race at that, you know, enabled me to kind of reach optimum speed. And I I had this amazing strong body, but I didn't care for her. I, I, wanna, I wish to apologise to 15-year-old M. I really... I mean, I was ripped and I looked fit and healthy, but in reality, I punished myself for every meal. And that's a hard mindset to get out of. And I look back at photos of me, even from just five years ago, and I look and I think, God, you look so, you look so healthy and you look so, you know, small. And I remember at the time distinctly feeling like I wasn't, like I was overweight. So, you know, I I've spent the weekend thinking about it as I so often do. And initially I did react and and <laughs> that's so the thing with Michael and when I told Michael about some of the reactions, he immediately kind of lent away and was like, Yeah, they're right. We shouldn't have done that. But what I tend to do with that kind of stuff is that I lean in. <laughs> I lean in and I need to understand it and I need to feel it and process it. I I have to kind of inhabit the space to be able to come out the other side as I have now three days later. So Michael straight away was like, oh, yeah, we should have done that and I can understand how people, you know, who, who uh, do identify as overweight would have felt that we were fat shaming them. So I, on the other hand, took three days to process <laughs> and come out the other side and then, you know, 
talk about it at length with Scott and do some research and, um, you know, so I just wanted to kind of reaffirm to you all that I wish to get back to, you know, after I gave birth to Elio, you know, I put on the baby weight and then I I haven't really been able to get back to the fitness level I was at before I fell pregnant. And I'm, a, I'm a, someone who identifies as a fit person, always have been. I love exercise. I don't love running or, you know, I, I love yoga and dance classes and that kind of exercise. <laughs> but we're, I'm, a, I'm a sporty person. I've been a sporty person since I was three years old and I kind of lost her over the past two, three years and, and all of a sudden I would like to get her back. So I'm doing this eating healthy, exercising every day. I'm doing this thing because I want to reach my best self, not because I want to adhere to some sort of weird societal standard that I need to be thin or that I need to look a certain way. Truly, you know me well enough to know that that stuff doesn't particularly get to me. But, you know, I'll just be more careful with the messaging that Michael and I send out and be aware that not all conversations need to see the light of day. So that's what I really wanted to say. And I guess I've also really been working on over lockdown, I realised that I was using food to kind of soothe my emotions and my feelings about how things were going. And I was kind of looking forward to food. And that's how I've ended up creeping up. My relationship with food has become one, an emotional relationship when really I used to view food as this great fuel, as good fuel to help me do great shit. And I've needed to reassess my relationship with food. So again, apologies if this triggered any of you. If you felt fat shamed, I'm very sorry. We won't be talking about it again, just because it's not helpful to everyone. But I do encourage you all to think about your health always. I want you all to be healthy and happy. And I have found, as I've said multiple times, moving each day has just made such a massive difference to how I'm feeling in my body. I I mean, I know. And again, as I said to you all, I wish there was another way. (laughs) Because sometimes, especially with what's been going on, you don't want to get off the couch. But it's worked for me. All right, well, there you go. More than you bargained for there. (laughs) I hope everyone's feeling okay. Uh, Michael and I are about to do a massive deep dive into the Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, leaked dick pics. It's a big one. I want to give you a warning. We it's a it's a masterclass in dick pics. It's a doctorate. Don't listen to it around the kids unless you want them to become experts in dick pics. Okay, <laughs> just giving you that warning right now. Uh, we also talk about. I watched Mulan. Oh, I keep saying Mulan, Milan, like I'm Cafe Day Night. Mulan. I watched that over the weekend, uh, and we talk about. There's a lot of problems around that movie. And finally, the bubble. Things have changed and shifted in Victoria today and Michael's getting to see his mum, which is very exciting. Thank you to everyone who is listen, listening. Oh, God. I was so sweaty. Do you know I've done this in one take? I'm not going to re-record it. Hopefully it's I've got everything in there I want to say. I've probably rambled, but I'm just going to send it off to Matt, my editor. Thank you for listening. Um, 
please recommend us if if you want to to other people. It's a tough thing recommending a podcast. You know, it's like recommending a book. Yeah, it's it's a hard sell, especially if people don't listen. So, you know, the way that our podcast grows is if you guys recommend us to friends and family or on your social media. So if you're listening now and you, you like what Michael and I do, the way you can help us and it doesn't cost you a cent is just to recommend us. Send the link. Actually make it easy for people to listen. Thank you, my darlings. I hope we're all square. I hope the love is back. I hope everyone's feeling seen and acknowledged and okay. Let's get into it. Dick Bix Ahoy. Play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. And I welcome him here to discuss the salvaging of the dumpster fire that is 2020 because yesterday, Chris Evans, Captain America, leaked some nudes. <laughs> and I want to say he is a bloody hero. Just when you thought this year was a write-off, there his massive dong was. And not only his massive dong, a picture assuring anyone in possession of a vagina that he was the protector of it. <laughs> You're probably going to need to explain that a little okay. bit. So yesterday on Twitter, Chris Evans accidentally leaked a picture of his, like, photo roll. Somehow got a screenshot got up and then the screenshot there was a 33 second was it a video of the big no, no, ginormous no no, no that was pic- the shot above it oh that was the, yeah. so there was a huge penis it was a stunning penis it was lovely um and there was also like a meme of his face with the words written under it pussy protector and protect the pussy i believe <laughs> protect the pussy sorry my my mistake Fact-checking there by producer Michael Lucas. Photos and stuff. And so the most recent thing I've watched of Chris Evans is him being uh, reunited with his dog after a long time. It was really cute. Um, his Insta-dog game is really, it's really, it's really good. Strong. It's really yeah. strong. And controversially, your favourite Chris. I know, I realised, but I, when I looked into my heart, yeah. I mean, look, obviously there's Chris Pine. He's not really in the running. I mean, he's fine Chris in Pine, Wonder Woman. Chris Pratt. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Pratt used to be pretty nah. high on the list, but it's the really, it's the strong religion and yeah. it's the getting and not Anna Faris that I loved him when he was with Anna Faris, but then it felt like he got hot and left her and I don't like that. I mean, Got hot and left her for a much younger woman, a Schwarzenegger in fact. Oh, Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And obviously the most controversial one is that I don't put our national hero Chris Hemsworth number one. <laughs> but to be honest... Yeah. There's just something about the vibe of Chris Evans, and I like his choices. I love that he made Snowpiercer, and I love that he made Knives Out. I just yeah. like what he's been doing outside of the superhero realm, more so than Chris Hemsworth. He was the first one. Remember that little boy who protected his sister from the dog attack? Mm. And he was a big Captain America fan. Oh. And Chris Chris Evans made that video. He was the first one. I mean, then, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. jumped on and all the other Avengers jumped on. But he was the guy, the he first Avenger. It. And I will never forget he's got his gay brother and they're really hilarious together and he was so staunchly pro-gay marriage all the way back and the gays never forget we saw that support. Scott Evans. Scott Evans who very much enjoyed his brothers. And the the controversy, like you say, the dick pic's gone up and was quickly taken down. I mean, not that quickly, but it was taken down. Oh, it's pretty quick. Those those rabid fan people got screen grabs <laughs> faster than. And also, there must have been pretty eagle-eyed because when you first see that, you really need to hone on in before oh, you. Oh, dear. It was. I don't, I disagree. I think it was prominent. <laughs> we both have a copy, 
Michael's gone kind of like the prudish, got to put my petticoat on route with this. I'm <laughs> fully loving it. <laughs> I feel I, like. Yes, I feel morally con- conflicted uh, about it. I don't. I'm not morally conflicted about a Chris Evans dick pic. Bring it on. The thing is, I mean. No, you it's know- obviously, it's just a matter of. Consent, I guess, is the main is the main issue. Well, at play he obviously here. consented to the photo. It was in his photo camera roll. Yeah, but that's <laughs> obviously very different, and you know it. And we just haven't heard from him yet. We've heard well, from we people. Well, we kind of have. We have, and I think we take it dick by dick. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm <laughs> happy to accept a dick by dick case. And in this case, if I'm getting the okay from Mark Ruffalo and his brother Scott that Chris is okay then I think it's okay that the dick is out there and, and we're looking at it. I think you would reach that conclusion well before you heard from either of them. And also, I don't <laughs> nah, know, that makes me a bit unsettled because there is this thing, I mean, I don't know. So Scott Evans, his brother, tweeted, <laughs> was off social media yesterday. So what did I miss? I wouldn't take it to read Chris <laughs> consented would, to that. I would. I feel like he's checked, he's gone, bro, are you okay with the dong online? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. And also, just that it's not a bad dong. It's not like he'd be upset that that dong shot got out. Like, it's not done to To be honest, we don't even really know that it's his. I mean. Well, he hasn't denied it. He hasn't said anything. (laughs) I mean, that's the exact approach I would take. I would just say absolutely nothing. I wouldn't. I would say Yes, I'm really sorry. I'm an, I'm an idiot. It's my penis. Isn't it spectacular? <laughs> I do not believe that you would say that. And Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk, of course, has tweeted at Chris Evans, bro, while Trump is in office, there is nothing you could possibly do to embarrass yourself. See? Silver lining. <laughs> that sounds like someone trying to reassure him. I think he's fine. Look, but, I'm sure he probably is. But it, but I think people's, people have very different reactions to um mm. You know, I, I have, having worked with obviously these days, if actors uh, expose themselves on screen, they know painfully that they, those shots will exist on porn mm. sites forevermore. You'll never get rid of them, and it's really, really different person to person. Like, mm. I mean, there are people that, uh, to be honest, I've even heard people going that they know that happens. They kind of don't mind it, and they check it out afterwards to see where they've ended up. That's an extreme. <laughs> I have heard that response wow. all the way to I never want that to happen. I never want that to be out there, and so therefore I'll not. You know, I'll not, yeah. I'll, I'll not do anything, and we just don't because it wasn't intentional. I guess we just don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, I still don't feel sorry for him, honestly. No, it's not that so much that I'm feeling sorry for him. It's just I'm, 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 I, I, I am checking myself slightly, having having had a long established pattern with you of of uh, embracing these these leaks. I did see a headline this morning that said Brett Sutton leak, and I was like, what? But it turned out it was a, don't worry, it was a conference, and it was him talking oh about contact God. tracing. I can't even, oh, contact tracing with a dick pic. Jesus, imagine that. That's a movie. <laughs> I could easily believe that that camera roll, like it was stuff that people had sent him that was, like wildly so the meme, the meme of him. I'm pretty well, sure someone texted him. that's what I want to discuss. I'm more concerned about protect, what was it, pussy, guard, of, guard the pussy. I'm more concerned about that than the magnificent dong. Honestly, like what conversation has he been having with the friend who made that? What is this? Can I, can I register my pussy to be protected by Chris Evans? Is that something I can <laughs> sign up for? Is this a new Marvel film he's working on? Is he going to be Captain Pussy? Like I just need to know more information about that picture. 
Because to me, that is the most interesting thing on the camera. Right? I think it was just some <laughs> stupid friend found it in some weird corner of the internet and goes, oh, my God, look at this, and sent it to him. That's what I could imagine had happened. It is amazing. I, I, I think it's amazing. I have a complete unashamedly double standard in this. I think leaking women's nudes without their consent is a horrific thing to do. <laughs> a dick pic, on the other hand, fine, go for your life. Women have been sexualized for so long and so much more overtly than men and it's always a bit of a joke when it happens to dudes. And I just, I don't know, and I, I completely cop to it, double standard, hypocrite, M, how dare you but I feel less sorry for men if their peens get out. I just do. <laughs> but I do want to talk about the, the idea of the dick pic. Now, being a gay man, do you receive – I guess you weren't – Do I receive them? I've signed myself no. up to the register so I can receive No, no. I mean like for the gays – how do I put this? So you weren't out in the wild as a gay for very long. You locked down quite quickly. Oh, and I locked down when we were still using Nokia phones. So, correct, I mean, correct, correct, exactly. So, in in comparison to some of my other friends who are gay, sometimes if I ask to borrow their phone, they will look me in the eye and say, "Do not swipe left or right on my camera roll," because <laughs> <laughs> I know there will be. While my phone is filled with pictures of Elio, there are quite a few of my friends' camera rolls. They have a dick pic for every occasion. Just mm. waiting to go, depending on what they're getting asked for on Grinder. So, the notion of the dick pic for me is something that's quite normal because so many of my friends have taken them, we've discussed them, we've received them, we've talked about which one's the best one to send. But you, <laughs> I am not one of these friends. It would are be. not. You're not a dick pic fan. Well, it's not. I mean, it's never. I've just sort of missed the whole technological and cultural leap, unfortunately. So you and Adrian have never, you've been bi-coastal gays. You have, Mm. you've been apart for long stretches of time Mm. in your relationship. Mm -hmm. You've never exchanged peen photos? No. Have you and Scott exchanged any pictures like that? I wish. He won't. He refuses. I'd love a dick pic from Scott I don't know, from I no guess one it's else. Just it's just not sort of a solicitation. Like a dismembered picture of a oh, penis. I, love I it. don't know. Yeah. It's good. I, I mean, and I've demanded one. I'm like, send me <laughs> just I've, I've even given him instructions on how to do it and what I like because there's certain things I want. I'm surprised watch. you haven't put out your argument of women have been sexualized so long, it's time to up the scales. <laughs> oh, I have. I think I probably have in oh. certain terms. I've spoken to a friend of ours who uh, she swings both ways. And we discussed the merits of the flap photo. And she said that, you know who I'm talking about, and she said that she has sent flap photos before and they are quite difficult to achieve. You oh, know, because yeah, yeah. Because you're working with an under. Like you've really got, and you've got to make sure the angles are good because that angle, you can't get your chin or your face in. It's just got to be a headless flap photo, you know. And so I always worry that it would kind of look like, you know, like a deceased fruit bat from that angle. I don't know how you would get a flattering flap shot. I mean, I really have to think about that. But in terms of a good dick pic, I want the surroundings to be nice and clean. You know, I don't want things lying around. I want it to be a nice, clean environment. Maybe there's a plant, you know. Maybe maybe there's a nice scented candle. I want your bed to be made. I don't want a toilet in the background. And I also want some nice lighting. Also, start with your pants on. A little grey tracksuit pant, a boxer. Give me the outline. Let me know <laughs> there's something coming, Okay. <laughs> Literally. And then let's let's tease it out. And don't be afraid to turn the sound up. I don't want a little sound. 
You know, oh, just, so you want a moving image. A little video, a little video, a little sound so I know that you're enjoying it. This is all to Scott, by the way, who well, I'll make listen to this. The idea of the unsolicited dick pic is a whole other conversation. It's horrible. It's it's assault. But if you have specifically asked your husband of 20 years for one, I think he should provide it. <laughs> What a pity you didn't secure this in the marriage vows. <laughs> if only we oh, could God. have seen this We got married before mobile phones. So <laughs> <laughs> we got together before I would have, he would have had to have got his mum to sketch it for him and send him via the post. <laughs> Do you, Scott, agree to carefully design the mise-en-scene around your dick pics before you send them to him. I do. I just don't have a problem with them and as long as they're solicited. But then I But did, do you I, think that you'd find them very attractive or I mean, I've only really seen one for half my life. And I mean, you know, not not to it's a very good one. It's a very very good one. I worry that he set an unrealistic expectation for our daughters. Because obviously he used to walk around nude when they were little, not anymore. So they know what a peen looks like. But, you know, he's, he doesn't They've also do it got anymore. internet connections. I'm fairly sure they've... Yeah, I, and, and, you know, I mean, I would never have this conversation with them, but I just hope that's because that's, that's not what every boy looks like. And I am want equal opportunity for all future peens for my daughters or whatever, they may not go down the peen route. But I did talk to my daughter. I, I'm so glad we don't have a sponsor for this episode, by the way. Jesus Christ. As Em talks about the pressure yeah. of giving her daughter's penis diversity. So <laughs> there is pressure. So I did say to my 13-year-old... Has a boy ever sent you a picture of his penis? And he, she looked at me and she said, no. And I said, why are you laughing? She said, because all the boys I know are so scared of you. Probably one of the reasons why I'm forever scared of dick pics. Tell me. Is because of you. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time when there was a certain celebrity dick pic incident and Em had texted me a picture of it and I had clocked it and then clicked my phone off. And this was in about 2014 and I went to set and I was in conversation with Gary McDonald, Australian icon, amazing actor who I was always into, oh, a hero right. of mine, a hero, Mother an absolute son. hero. Yes, yes. A- and we were, we were talking at the time about something to do with Barack Obama. I can't remember what it was, some speech he'd given recently or something like that. And I was trying to recall what he had said. And I said, oh, no, no, hang on, I'll look it up. And I unclicked my phone in front of him and there was an enormous picture of a penis on it. And Garrett, I, and I went, oh, and then quickly got rid of that and then persisted with the conversation. And let's just say he never properly, he never acknowledged it formally, (laughs) but he never quite returned to the conversation. And I had very few conversations with him after that. And I would say he was, he was a childhood hero of mine. So that's why I became, and that's why I think with Chris Evans, it likely, he's probably got some friend like you who has filled up his inbox with these images and now it's all out there and people are thinking it belongs to him. So anyway, that's why I get a bit jumpy with the dick pics. Don't want them. <laughs> I forgot about that. You called me straight after and you're like, bitch. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I should have just deleted it straight away, but Jesus Christ. So you would categorically never take a picture of it and you haven't ever. You've never tried. You've never done it. Never taken a picture of myself naked. I'm not saying that entirely. (laughs) (gasps) What? Tell me. Tell everyone. No, no. There's there's nothing that. Tell us. There's nothing that exciting. What did you, why? Why did you take it? (laughs) 
I genuinely don't know this story and I thought I knew everything about you. Why there you there was me? a certain, I would say there's a certain time about a solid 15 years ago where yeah. I thought, would it be good to see if I could take a good photo of myself naked? At, and particularly when I was at a point feeling, feeling at a point where I thought I'm never going to look better naked. Yeah. And let's just say I was dissatisfied with my results and I decided to never share it with another person. Have you still got the photo? No, I don't actually. And I, and I do it? regret that. On my phone, in my oh, in my apartment in Sydney. Oh, Sorry, where were you? You shared apartment. Yeah, but you can close the door, and I tell you, I did. And wh- how did you pose? Like, did you I have was knee also- up, or like, did you flex? Did you squat? Like, it was also honestly because <laughs> this is getting worse and worse. I had like yeah. waxed, like my uh, <laughs> chest hair and everything like that. Was this a so pre-Halloween party? So as you said, party? well, grooming. It was in the lead up to it, yes. Yeah. And so I'd been getting fit and I'd waxed and I thought, maybe can I take would this? Work? Can I take a good picture of this? And the answer was no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> or not, not, not that I wanted to share with anyone. I just imagined the person getting it going, why would he send this? Oh, God. So have you taken a picture of yourself naked? Nah, never. I couldn't because when my body was looking like in a way where I'd be happy if the photo leaked, that yeah. was like... Pre that would that was like around the Sony Cybershot. That's wasn't even. I was like the free Idol cameras, like the Australian Idol cameras. Everyone got given. No, didn't she pose naked once for a radio stunt? Yeah, but it was like strategically p- placed arms and heels. Yeah, if you search M Rossiano nude, a picture of me comes up. Totally. Wow. There yeah. you go. You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> All right, moving on from dick pics to Disney. Um, <laughs> Such a natural segue. For us it is. It is. Bloody oath, yeah. My family and I sat down and watched a movie together as we like to do once a week and we decided to watch Mulan. Mulan. Mm-hmm. Mulan. Yeah. I, it always sounds like Kath Day Night when I say yeah, Milan. You did. <laughs> that is exactly what I was thinking. Milan. Kel. Milan. Kel. How do you feel about watching Milan? Milan. Put on Milan, Kel. We watch Mulan. 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 No, that was Italian. We, we watch Mulan. And um, it's the new one, the new Disney remake. And the remakes for us have been a bit sketch, haven't they? In yeah. terms of. I mean, I constantly see them because my connection to the original 100%. films is so strong that I need to. Yes. But I did, and I didn't mind The Jungle Book, but I suspect that's because my connection to the original was not as strong with that. But I certainly felt a bit deflated after Beauty and the Beast and especially Aladdin. Well, for me, Lion King has kind of redeemed itself because Elio loves it so much. So originally when I saw it, I, I couldn't really get on board with it because their faces didn't emote. It was just animals talking but with no facial expression. And, of course, the very famous Beyonce, lions attack, um, was something that will stay with me forever. Yeah. Because Beyonce didn't even try to be Nala. It was just – it should have just been called Beyonce – Lion King featuring Beyonce because she she didn't try and put on a voice at all. But we've started rewatching that again and Elio really loves it and I'm kind of on board with it. Oh, now. I thought oh. that was pretty good. It was just so close to the original. That's probably my favourite. But that's almost mm. like a shot for shot remake, a reanimation. No, I was annoyed with what they did to Scar. They took away all the camp. Oh, the camp, of course, because gay I mean, people he was can't my be favorite. villains. Yeah. He was my favourite character. And that, that um, Be Prepared is my all-time, second all-time favourite Disney song. I know it sounds sordid, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously square. Be prepared. 
behind Ursula, uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls. This one had a lot of baggage and I knew that and I deliberately avoided all the controversy around it and watched it. Now, you watched it first with your Chinese-Italian husband Mm. and I'm interested to know how he felt about it. Oh, well, I think a friend of ours, Corey Chen, has put it best when she said had all the cultural authenticity of lemon chicken in the food court. Um, Yeah, I mean, he was really questioning the design. The the thing is they didn't didn't get a Chinese director to direct it and and that was felt potently. I mean, he's such a devotee of Chinese cinema. And, um, And also both of us actually feel really connected to the to the original. And to be honest, like I missed those songs. But no. I, missed, I missed what the story, like I just felt that training montage was so much better when they were singing, I'll make a man out of you. And I, I, did, I wasn't wild about the, the changes they made to the story. It was just, a, it, was, it was a bit of a tough, a tough view for me. When they find out who you are, they will show you no mercy. I'm Mulan. I will bring honor to us all. Well, I loved it. God yes. help me. Like I and I, and now I've I've read all the things that are that are bad about it and all the reasons why it's being boycotted and oh man, I actually feel bad for watching it. But in the <laughs> moment, I cried because this little girl being told she has too much chi and she needs to hide it when she just wants to burst out of things and bounce off walls and she's good at all the things and, and athletic. And I just thought, was that so, even though I'm not Chinese, <laughs> I just watched it going, I felt represented. And again, when she kind of, when there's the story, the witch who in the 1998 animated thing is just a hawk, but she's an actual woman in this. Mm. When the witch and her are kind of in the confrontation and she says, you know, if you, until you stop pretending who you're not, you'll never fully be able to unleash your chi. Oh, that just struck me in my heart. <laughs> and I understood. And the storyline between the witch and Mulan, oh, this is Cath Day night, um, <laughs> was so touching. And, and I loved that bit. And I also realised, and the girls and I loved it, and I got really teary a few times. Because I, I feel so – I'm so starved for representation in the female superhero genre. Yeah. Well, there were two massive ones that were meant to come out this year that obviously haven't, Wonder mm. Woman 1984 and also the big Black Widow movie. She's finally getting her own one. And um, yeah. both of them were meant to have hit this year, unfortunately uh, delayed. I know, but also with Black Widow, I mean, so my first superhero kind of – the one I first loved was Shira, Princess of Power. Like oh, she yeah. was just – I loved her so much. And then um, Xena Warrior Princess came out, obviously, when I was a kid. And, oh, God, I loved Xena. I loved everything about Xena. But the thing is she kind of died at the end. And the same with Black Widow. They always kill off the strong female superheroes. Like they, they, have, to some, they have to sacrifice themselves. I always loved a woman in an action movie as well. Ripley in Aliens and Sarah oh. Connor in Terminator 2 Heaven. Oh, Sarah Connor. Oh. Why me? Why does it want me? So I just, I think I realised how starved I am for kind of representation of that strong female lead who's mm. kick-ass that doesn't necessarily have a romance line, that doesn't have a male saviour. And so I watched this film and it is visually spectacular. It really is. But unfortunately, Disney failed to do enough research and fundamentally misunderstood Chinese culture, which is a big deal for 
retelling a Chinese tale that is centuries old that is beloved by the Chinese people. And a lot of people felt like it was also critical of China and unpatriotic. So a lot of Chinese people came out feeling like that they felt criticised. And so the Chinese government made it for American, you know, they wanted to invest in it and make it for American audiences. And I think the American Disney side of things wanted to make it for Chinese audiences and I think they just made a big fuck up because they weren't on the same page. Yeah, I think it had also, to be one so or the many other. Chinese version. It feels like every six years China makes a version of Mulan. It's just, you know, we don't get them because apparently we're can't handle subtitles or something. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh, my God. It was like the retelling of this ancient Chinese tale by a Westerner. Because didn't you say the director? Who yeah. was the director? Well, the director, I mean, this is confusing. Nikki Caro, New Zealand director, who did Whale Rider. And you can totally understand yeah. why four years ago oh, they would have thought. A woman directed it. That's why I loved she it. Directed, okay. She directed Whale Rider, of course, makes perfect mm. sense. But I think or even in the past few years, things have changed a bit. Now you'd probably think, you know what? I'm not sure about. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you do is hire a Chinese director to tell a Chinese story. For me, that that, but the the worst part, the worst part about all of this, and I'm reading it all, going, oh yeah, that's bad, that's bad, is that Disney filmed it in Xinjiang, uh, where the government has been accused of serious human rights abuse. Um, there's the, there's the people. I'm I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing stuff. I've tried to get it right. The Uyghurs, and they're a Muslim minority group who live in Xinjiang, and they're being detained in re-education camps. Uh, and they've been the Chinese government have been accused of forced sterilization of the women in the camps so that the culture dies out because they you know they're Muslims and then they're the small group and Disney in the credits thanked the police in that area and thanked the propaganda machine of Xinjiang so everyone's like guys do you know what's going on in the place where you set your film and yeah. Disney's like uh, sorry so, you know. Honestly, for the rest of our lives, it, it's totally going to be dominated by this kind of fraught relationship with China because they're the superpower. I mean, it's technically it's still America, but if they vote Donald Trump in a second term, you can pretty much assume that China <laughs> is absolutely the superpower, the economic and cultural superpower. And mm. even right now, they've, they've expelled all the Australian journalists. I know. There's no Australian journalists anymore, but they're our biggest trading partner. So they've mm. got us by the balls. And... And it is that thing of to what extent do you push back on all this sort of stuff? I mean, in terms of human rights abuses and everything, obviously you feel like you should have zero tolerance for that. But then on the other hand, we've ended up in a situation where our economy is pretty much hinged on them. Yes. And and the government have, I mean, obviously everything that's gone on with Hong Kong, like it's... Yeah, it's... And the terrifying thing about it all is obviously, you know, they're not democratic, obviously. Nope, nope. And in the past few years... It's you. You'd have to say, on some levels, compared to democratic nations, they've been a pretty good advertisement for how efficient you can be. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when tackling a pandemic, then you know that we we've we and particularly the United States have haven't been given democracy a good name. Jesus Christ! But you're not saying we need to be more like the People's Republic of no, China. No, of course I'm not. Of course I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Brace yourself. As every passing decade oh. goes by, I think they're going to be. Um, well, it's inevitable. They're well, be- according to a lot of people, we already have a dictator in Dan Andrews. So, you know, <laughs> oh, how ridiculous. God. 
How, how ridiculous to, to even compare the two. Anyone doing that needs to go and spend some time in mainland China, I think, to really understand what a dictatorship looks like before they start calling Dan Andrews one. For me, I always laugh when I see that. For fuck's sake. Look, I think we just need to say about Milan. Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> go on. Mulan. Go, Gaff. Mulan. Just, I think when you say about Mulan is that <laughs> it's extremely problematic on every level, but I still loved it. So. How connected were you to the 1998 one? Not that connected. Yeah. This is so tragic. At Hoyt's Greensboro, I was working as an usher when that came out. I was in my late teens. No, we were 18, Michael. I wasn't watching it. Yeah, but I was because there was a nationwide competition to design some sort of like Mulan oh decorations. To is go this going to be cinema. worse than the penis photo you've? Just I basically, described? I basically <laughs> built a Great Wall of China in Hoyts Greensboro, and it won a competition. And we got like a thousand dollars for our staff Christmas party. I've got pictures of me posing in front of the Great Wall of China. Okay, well, I'm going to need those for the Instagram. <laughs> Can you please Actually, make I think sure. it was sort of a mu- – no, it was a mural that sort of sprung into it. Anyway. Okay. You I'll see if I can find sure. it. No, you need to – and this leads perfectly into what we're talking about next because obviously you're going to have – you're going to go see your mum because she's living by herself and you're in the bubble with your mum. Yeah. And I'm assuming – she has the photo of the Great Wall of China that you built. I, do, I don't know, actually. I'll, I'll have a look. I'll have a look. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> As we just sit here criticising non-white people for representing, <laughs> said by someone. Uh. So I, I certainly, I, I watched that movie a lot and I had to clean the cinemas after every session so that Stevie Wonder, the, God, they picked the weirdest artist for that. Christina mm. Aguilera and Stevie Wonder. Mm. Nonetheless, good tunes, good tunes. Yes, it was fine. Everything is problematic. So the new laws kicking today, obviously, in Melbourne. It doesn't feel like that much is changing. You can exercise for two hours. The parks are open. God, I never in my life thought I'd be thankful to go and pretend to eat bark in a <laughs> fucking park and drink a fake coffee my kids made me and pretend to be excited when he goes down the slide. I never thought the day would come where I'd be like, we can go to a park today. But what I don't understand is the bubbles. What? Tell me what that. What is it? What are the bubbles? Well, if you're a single person, you mm. you you don't you create a buddy bubble and you can pick one other person. But it's quite complicated because you can only have that one person. So but what if you've got more than like Scott's mum's by herself, but she's got two kids? Yeah, well, she has to choose one, doesn't she? (laughs) This is happening all over town. Is this finally Sophie's Choice? I've never seen the movie. Don't tell me what it's about. Is this Sophie's Choice? I'm going to say no because I don't think the stakes are quite as high. I never want to know what Sophie's Choice is about. I never want to (laughs) know. Well, it's good that you just keep referring to it again and again and again (laughs) without having any idea what it's about. That seems like a good strategy. Um Yeah, but it's a complicated situation. I mean, it's like the old dilemma of having to choose a chief bridesmaid or something like that. Like all of a sudden schoolyard politics are coming back. But who's policing the picking of the – like how do they know that bubble number – like how do you know Well, it's all a bit of a trust system, isn't it? I mean they can't be going around. I'm I'm, I'm expecting that my – when I hang out with my mum, a federal police will not – break into our wow. gathering and ask to see any your kind of mom, details. Your mum might become a bubble slut because she has a lot of friends. Your mum is your mum has more friends than anyone I know. Like it is it is extraordinary. She's also got only 
uh, she's only got one. I mean, she's got stepchildren and half children. Uh, not half children. <laughs> she's got half children. She's got stepchildren, but she has. I'm her only uh, full, full, full child, and I'm the only one that is living in Melbourne. So I mean, it'd be pretty offensive if it wasn't me. <laughs> But Scott's mum's in a, that's in a difficult Ooh. situation. And if she does pick Scott, technically the rest of you have to stay away. She just sees Scott mask on. Oh, I think I'll be, it's okay, I'll see. I talk to Liz on the phone so I don't have to go in person. Um, can he <laughs> take Elio? Like Elio doesn't count as a full person, does he? Um, well, I don't know. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I can't look after Elio. I have to consult the roadmap. I'm sorry, <laughs> Em. I, I don't know. Wasn't there a woman? Didn't we see a woman auditioning Friends I on love the news? It. ABC News last night. Amazing. She was <laughs> she was picking who to put in a bubble, and so she was inviting people to come and go for a walk with her in the park, <laughs> and they filmed her. This yes. poor other sort of reverent looking, slightly nervous lady going for a walk around the pond. I mean, how offensive! <laughs> but I appreciate it, and I really think you know we've, we've this is the reality TV culture we've developed. <laughs> I really hope she marks it with a rose when she finally. <laughs> Diana Hess is busy auditioning for a bubble partner. She put the call out on social media and is going for walks with perspectives. I fully support the idea of the bubble chiller. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> I think that would be a fantastic. I love the idea of auditioning people for the bubble. Oh my God, yes. Everything about that appeals <laughs> Well, you know, to you me. will get to, you can do it still because um, the next stage is you can pick a whole household bubble. So, and we have actually wondered about that. You'll have to pick us. Well, Who else are you no, pick? you're supposed to, you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say, "Well, I'm just going to start the process and draw up some candidates." Oh, you got well, to keep make me hungry I for will... it, make me work for it. Well, obviously, I'll have to think about Joel and Jamila and exactly. Claire and Santilla. You know, all my friends, Rob, Rob Mills and Georgie are desperate to come out and see the kids. You know, I've got. I'm just. What will you be offering the bubble <laughs> if I allow you into it, Michael? What would you say your 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 attributes are for the bubble? Uh, <laughs> I would say a commitment to gin couch and YouTube marathons that I don't think anyone else can give you in quite the same way, and you know it. You know. <laughs> I have to say to you, everyone else who would want to be in my bubble knows that they lose to you. Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm feeling pretty You're the Serena at this point. Williams of the US Open at this point. Like it's no, it's not. Don't even show up. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, my goodness me, there was a doctorate in dicks. <laughs> I am glad we don't have a sponsor today because I, I would probably wouldn't have gone that deep into dicks if we had to had an answer to someone. <laughs> I don't know. Medibank private. (laughs) (laughs) Or erectile dysfunction medication. That could have been good. I do want to thank everyone that got on board with my latest Instagram influencer video. Thank you to all of you and uh, your very subtle comments. One woman wrote, oh, Em, I'm going to go buy a thousand of these. Is that what I'm supposed to write? (laughs) Thank you. For getting on board, but can you be less obvious? There are people writing, I love you all. Emsolation listeners, I know exactly who of you heard that podcast because some people are writing, consider me influenced. I'm never buying any other lollies again. (laughs) (laughs) The comments are brilliant. The natural confectionery company must just be going, God, she's just, they just really are on board with this. So I want to thank everyone. I want to warn you, there's another one coming next week. (laughs) I want you to be prepared for some more influencing. Um, again, the company is a big company and they've allowed me to um, do whatever I want with the creative. I've even written the script, which Michael Lucas has overseen. And um, 
just you know you know the drill. Oh, and also while we're on Instagram, guys, I'm going to talk really close. Please, for the love of fuck, stop tagging me in the Purple Wiggles twins announcement because it is starting to look super creeps. Okay. <laughs> and can I just add, stop tagging me in Jock? posts if he does something cute on instagram he is probably gonna start wondering who is this mr michael lucas and why is he tagged 14 times mate at least yours is spread out over a few photos like this guy's announced his twins and it looks like i birthed them because i've been tagged so many times like or like i am one of them and and i just like i i had to specifically go onto the emsolation instagram page and and request the, the tagging stop it hasn't stopped People are still tagging me. <laughs> so enough. I saw it. I'm obsessed. Did you see that Emma just put a little purple heart? Oh, my God. <sighs> <laughs> but no more. No more wiggle back. Yeah, be careful of how much you talk about it because you'll just get tagged more. Okay, no more tagging, no more tagging. All right, thank you so much for the deep dive into dicks and um, everything else that happened and I'll uh, see you soon. See you soon. Okay, bye. bye. This is Emsolation. Hey, Thanks for listening. Uh, guess what? Bit of a treat for you if you're listening on Tuesday um, tonight, Tuesday the 15th of September. Some of you don't. Some of you listen back. I got to do some stand-up. I got to get on stage with my dad for the Victorian government. Um, Nazim Hussain, my favourite, one of my favourite humans on the face of the planet, hosted the stand-up sessions. You're going to see Alex Ward uh, open. She's incredible. Great female comic. Great comic. Doesn't matter that she's female, but, you know, that does excite me more because amplifying female comics is just such a passion of mine. So if you can watch it, it'd be great. You can watch it tonight. It's together.vic.gov.au. The stand-up sessions, um, I'm sure it'll still be on the website if you're listening to this on another day. That's not Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, it was – Vincey's there. We sang a little song. I did some stand-up. I've just watched it back. I don't hate it, which is good. <laughs> I'm in a sparkly jacket. I hope you enjoy it. I did talk about my pants not doing up, so just forgive me. Sorry. It was before I had my, like, diet epiphany. Uh, I hope the dick pick talk was enlightening. I still maintain my stance, my double standard, my hip. I'm a hypocrite, flat out card carrying hypocrite. My name is Emraciano. I'm a hypocrite when it comes to dick pics, fee, flap snaps, soz about it. As long as it's all consensual. And I don't know if Chris Evans, if it was an accident, who will never know. It'll be one of life's great mysteries. Thank you very much for listening. Um, you know, have a great day. Please know that I always mean well. Please know that I always mean well. (laughs) Tell your friends about us. Chat soon. Bye. A Podcast One production.